Hey, Joe, how you doing? Good, Tom. What's going on? Um, with Julian, is he going to be out there full today, or is he a question mark for Sunday? You know, we plan on having a practice. We'll see how he is moving around. Uh, practiced well for us yesterday. You know, we'll see him out there today on the practice field. Hey, Joe, I was curious. You know, you're coming off a big loss, obviously. How do you feel like your team responded uh, to that this week? Yeah, going based on the way they've worked and the energy and urgency they brought to every meeting and practice, you know, really well. Our focus on the Rams right now, last week is done. Regardless of the result, you turn the page, you move on the next opponent. And right now we're focused on L.A. And, and then with the Rams, how much of a challenge do uh, guys like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods present? They obviously can do a lot of different things between the two of them. Yeah, individually they're very good. Collectively as a unit, the way they you know function, the multiples they create, you know the way Sean calls it on the sideline, the way golf's really distributing the ball right now. You accompany that with their run game, their play actions, and their dropbacks. They do a lot of things that give you issues. So you know individually they're enough of an issue. Collectively, you got multiple guys on the field. That's why they're so successful. Thanks, Hi, Leonard. Joe, what kind of practice week just overall has Daniel Jones had and, uh, you know, what has he been focusing on and how have you liked his response to last week? Oh, I love his response. I love his response. This guy's come in laser focused. He's had a great week of practice for us right here. He's obviously focused on the game plan, the details of the Rams, and everyone on our team focuses every day on individual fundamentals, you know. So he's had a great week. You know, I think we're all at this point, you know, ready to get on the plane and get out there. We've got more work to do and put it behind us today, but we're focused on the Rams right now. Dougie. Hey, Joe, sort of a similar question to Zach, but um, you know, you're going through a lot first with this team, obviously. Uh, do you think you're going to learn a lot about this team on Sunday, how they respond? I think I learn a lot about this team in every game, Dan. I don't mean that to be some kind of short, chippy, generic answer. But the more you have experience with these guys, the more you find out about them. They've been a resilient group to this point. I'm very proud of the way they work and they fight together. Um, this team's really emphasis on improvement right now on a weekly basis. And I see a lot of it on a daily basis. We got to discuss strength together more on Sundays. Tom Rock. Joe, what did you like about bringing Alfred Morrison on the on the practice squad? Yeah, obviously he's an experienced vet. Uh, he's familiar with the system through you know what Jason's done already. But really, it's he's an accomplished player who is available. You know, with the practice squad rules this year, to allow you to have you know vets on the practice squad and then flex them up for games. It gives us some time to work with him and kind of see where he's at physically and for him to get acclimated to our system and our program. You know, and uh, you know kind of get in the flow of what we're doing. So we'll continue to work with them and practice with them. We'll see where it leads as far as game times. Does he have an advantage over someone like Devontae because he, he knows Jason's system a little bit? You know, I think maybe initially in terms of just knowing the vocabulary of the offense. Um, but as a whole, the advantage is going to go to whoever plays the best on Sundays to stay out there and help the team. Lombardo. Hey, Joe. How's it going, man? Good, Matt. What's up, man? Good. Hey, um, kind of piggybacking off the last couple of questions, your running backs are averaging like 1.8 yards per carry. How do you get that going? What do you need to do to spark the running game? And I would assume that that would kind of alleviate some of the pressure on Daniel. Yeah, I think just across the board, it's got to be complimentary football. And we have to play balanced on offense. So running helps the passing game and vice versa. We've all got to do a better job in terms of how we you know, design the game plan, make sure we put them in the right position plays-wise so the players make plays, play to our strengths. And we all have to elevate our level of play. We have to do a better job as coaches on Sundays. We have to do a better job executing as players as well. So there's no really one pinpoint answer on that, Matt. We all have to play better and execute the way we need to. And, uh, you know, the results will come when we do things right. One more, if I may. I mean, you have a pretty lengthy background as a special teams coach talking in front of the team and, you know, your commitment to hard-nosed football and all of that. 
how do you keep these guys bought in and invested when you're 0-3, you've lost your star running back, your star wide receivers down, there's so much adversity. What's the message to these guys? We established the buy-in early in our culture and our process by the relationships, the relationships we established with each individual. And when they understand collectively as a staff that, you know, the relationships we have with the team and the way they feed off each other, that helps you go through adversity. Regardless of your record in this league, everyone's going through some kind of adversity in their own locker room right now. You know, we've got our storm, everyone else has their own storm. It's up to us to make sure that we just keep improving on a weekly basis. There's a lot of football left to be played. Thanks a lot, Sports. Hey, Joe, uh, hey, do you, um, are you a believer in, in, in comparing quarterbacks to each other, uh, such as you have a quarterback early in his second year, um, you're, you're playing against a guy, Jared Goff, who, who's a, a ascending young quarterback, you know, look at what maybe he did from his first to his second year, and other guys in the league to say, Daniel's kind of where he should be compared to other, you know, first-round picks in a second year, or he's behind, he's ahead, that sort of thing? You know, I think it's, it's only fair to really compare them to where your expectations internally are. Every quarterback's different. Every program's different. The systems are different. So all the circumstances don't always line up. I think it's got. To, we have to be fair to all the players in our system to make sure we keep our views internally. And are they meeting our expectations? Are they executing with what we're asking them to do? And not to go ahead and compare them across the league with somebody else. But but uh, year one, you, 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 I, I'm sure you have some kind of a clock in your head that says um, we kind of hope this is where Daniel is in our program in year number two versus year number one or number five. Is that correct? Well, with us, it's still year number one as far as our exposure with him, Paul. So we've just got to be fair to him in that range in terms of monitoring week-by-week -week progress and where he is within our system. Thanks. We got, we got time for one more. Jordan. Hey, Joe. I mean, you guys have been getting beat up pretty much publicly, you know, for the first three weeks of the season. Uh, guys hear it, right? I mean, they go home, they speak to people, they speak to their friends, their family members. I'm wondering how much you as a coach use that stuff in your message to the team at all? I'd say, you know, look, directly on what I speak to the team about, uh, I keep between me and the team, to be honest with you. But look, there's always going to be something on the outside. I've said for a long time, listen, this is not supposed to be an easy market to be in as a coach, as a player. All right. New York's a tough town. It's supposed to be a tough town. We have to embrace that. Okay. We had to embrace where we're at and we have to understand you know, we have to understand internally what we're doing, the progress we have to make, and the corrections we have to make as a team. And really all that's going to matter is the improvement we make on a weekly basis to give ourselves an opportunity to be successful on the field. Would you use it as motivation now, or is that something you try to stay away from, even bringing that into the locker room? You know what? Every week's a little bit different with the team, and every team's a little bit unique. So there's a lot of things I may use at different times. If I ever think something's the right time to introduce to our team, I don't hesitate with that. Uh, but that depends on what it is at you know what time of year, Jordan.